I welcome all of you into this glorious Sunday morning service. I want us to prepare ourselves to receive the mind of God. My heart, my heart is so filled with the, with, with the joy of the Lord. The presence of God is so strong. I feel it. I may look a bit sober, but don't worry. It is what I feel, what I'm experiencing. And I know that today, God is going to give somebody a reference point. God is going to give somebody a reason to rise once again. To just be who he said you are. Hallelujah. I welcome all of you. I trust you've had a great weekend, Friday, Saturday. Today we are beginning a new week. And I want us to understand that we need to renew our faith, renew our expectations. Because the Bible says it will not be cut off. You don't lose anything reminding yourself always that he who has promised is faithful. In fact, you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to take our breakthrough declaration very quickly and we will continue with the service. I welcome all of you. Thank you for signing on and watching. Your life will never be the same. I trust that the Lord has a word. I don't have a word. It is the word of God in my mouth and I will minister to you shortly. So just give me your right hand. Let's begin to minister. Let's declare our faith in the year of breakthrough. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the salvation of my family and I. And the new season you have brought me into. I declare breakthroughs are coming in my life. Sudden breakouts of God's goodness and favor on every side. Not in drops or in streams, but a flood of God's power. Healing, deliverance, wisdom, favor, and all that is necessary for life and godliness. I am a breakthrough person and I choose to be breakthrough minded from now onwards. I am expecting God to shower me with his goodness and amaze me with his favor all around and in all that he, he leads me to do and pursue in the name of Jesus Christ, son of the living God. This is my declaration for this season and so shall it be as ordained by God. Amen. Hallelujah. With this declaration, you are set and poised for what God is going to do with your life. This morning, I just want to encourage somebody that you don't have to be afraid. Everything happening around us is a pointer to fear. Yesterday, the whole nation rose up to a shocking news about how over 500 people have been affected by the virus in the factory. And it set me thinking. It set me thinking. It set me thinking because the temptation to begin to feel all lonely and begin to question the existence of God is very high. But hear this, child of God. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. It is scary, but this is where if we say we believe in God, we must prove it. 
Hallelujah. We must come to that point, my brothers and sisters. Even when we, we are walking through the thing, we can say with David, Jedo, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. This morning, I just want to encourage you briefly before I start preaching or ministering. I want you to know that all that is happening around us is just a signal that Jesus is the answer. I know some will be sarcastic to say, so hasn't he seen? He has seen. He has always been seen. He has always been seen. But the Bible says in the book of Matthew 7, ask, child of God, this is the time to strengthen your relationship with God. If you have done it anyhow, in any time past, not in this time. This time requires that we give all our attention and our heart to him. Because he is the only one who can assure us of safety. Hallelujah. He is the only one who can give us that hope that nothing happening can deny us of his assurances, of his promises. It may be dark. It may be rough. It may be so, so, so scary. But trust him. Jesus himself said in the book of Matthew 28, he says, Lo, I will be with you always till the time, the end of the age. Always. We don't know the end. We don't want to know the end. Yesterday, I was having an intellectual discourse with somebody on biblical interpretation, hermeneutics. And I was telling the person that if we can see how God sees, there are things we will not worry ourselves about. Hallelujah. We need to be able to see the way you interpret events affects the conditions of your heart. If you see people talking fear, it is based on what they have interpreted. Based on the conclusions they have arrived at. And if you also see people, though they should be afraid, but are joyful, hopeful, expectant, and optimistic, it is also based on the conclusions they have arrived on. Hallelujah. And at. Let me give you a typical example. The Bible says that Jesus was on the sea with the apostles. And then storms began to rake and water began to enter the boat. To the extent that Jesus was still sleeping whilst water was entering their boat. And it looks like that is where we are. All around the globe. The name of Jesus is being called. The name of Jesus is being mentioned. Prayers of all kinds are going on. And let me say this. We have not failed. The church has not failed. I still insist. Because sometimes our reaction to events 
is based on how we understand it. But our understanding does not reflect God always. It's critical to get that. So the Bible says they forcefully woke him up. And today, my, my, maybe I, I will just encourage you because I feel strongly encouraging somebody this morning. My reaction to this scripture in the book of Matthew is not how he said, peace be still. My reaction is after he has calmed the storm, the rebuke he gave to the followers. Now for somebody to rebuke you, to say that, why did you behave the way you behave? Even though he might have solved the problem, it's just drawing your attention to the fact that you have what it takes to survive and you have what it takes to rise above and you have what it takes to reveal God's power and glory in every circumstance that you go through. WCCI members and everybody under the sound of my voice this morning, wherever you are around the globe, I want you to know that what is happening happening is scary, but because of who we believe in and belongs to, we shouldn't react like the way those who don't know God will react. Don't panic. It is scary. Don't panic. The truth. If God doesn't help you anyways, who will? And who can? So the Bible says he woke up. He rebuked the storm. And then he turned to them and said, Oh, you of little faith, how long will the Son of Man be with you? What he was trying to say is that the problems I am solving for you, I am not complaining that I am solving them, but I have been solving them to teach you, to give you a pattern, to give you an understanding of how to handle situations. People can say that, oh, why shouldn't God prevent the water from entering the boat? He didn't. Let's assume he didn't. But the water has entered the boat. Must we sink? No. We don't have to sink, my brothers and sisters. I came this morning to encourage somebody. What is happening is happening alright. But there is a way out. You must understand that God did not come to tell us stories. He came to solve. And theologically, I've always said from this pulpit that the things recorded in the Bible, whether they are accurate or inaccurate, they happened and they are still happening. Yesterday is news that broke in this nation. 500 plus affected in an industrial facility. And the bigger question, my son was asking me, Daddy, how about these people who have gone to their families? How about them, who, those who visited their friends? And then we even speculated that some might have gone to private prayer meetings. But this morning, God sent me with a word. It says, fear not. This is the time to strengthen your faith in him. For just as water came into the boat in which he was sleeping and he solved it, he is saying to you, child of God, don't worry, this thing might have been coming too close for comfort, but don't be afraid. Just believe. Hallelujah. Just believe. Just walk in faith. So Jesus rebuked the storm and when the storm stopped, he turned to them and said, how long will I be with you? Oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. <clears throat> Child of God, 
We don't have to be despaired. Listen, when I'm talking to you about dealing with fear, I am not telling you theories. I'm not telling you theories. I've gone through it before. And I know that with God, nothing is impossible. What we need in this season is not fear. Because fear will paralyze the power of God from manifesting. What we need in this season is not doubt and blame game. And the president has done this. And the government has done this. And please, I'm not a politician. I'm a preacher. With people under me who look up to me for inspiration. By the grace of God. This is not the time to blame. This is because we can keep blaming all we like. The thing is already going on. So don't you agree with me that our attitude now matters more than what is happening? We keep preaching about social distancing, about all the protocols. But look, this thing has reached a point where we must be very clear in our minds that the just shall live by faith. By your faith. If you have joked with this issue of faith, this is the time to build it. I'm not going to propound any human. Faith is faith. Faith is simply believing that God will do it. Let's not go into all the technicalities. Sometimes it's even confusing. A substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. My friend, what are you talking about? I believe there is a God in heaven. I believe he is coming back to pick his church. The Bible says the church he is coming for is a glorious and a blameless and a blemishless church. I don't care the conspiracy theories out there. All I know is that he has the power to keep me blameless. He has the power to keep me spotless. I will not be contaminated. You have to believe it. You've got to believe. Yesterday I was reading a speech by the American president. I don't know the occasion, but I, I think I read it on social media. Talking about over 20 million job losses. And I sing with Jim Swaggart, the evangelist. Jesus now more than ever. Jesus now. We need to rise up from all the mental calculations. We will survive it. Can you imagine these families that have lost their jobs? And I don't believe that they are all menial jobs. Some could be very highly professional, technical jobs. I mean, come look at it. If 5,000 industrial workers, even if they are feeding the world, with this kind of thing going on, how many people do you think will be bold to go and work in there? 500 plus. Brothers and sisters, this morning I came into your home to tell you that there is one more thing we need to hold on to strongly. And that is our faith. Like I said, I'm not going to make any attempt to confuse you. 
Faith simply means believe. See, one time, eh, and let me tell you something. We can teach all the technicalities about faith. But God knows it when you have faith in your heart. In Mark chapter 9, the Bible says that a man brought his son or his child. Jesus was somewhere praying. And he brought him to the apostles. They tried, ah, the demon didn't leave the boy. They prayed, come out, we castigate, we bind, we lose. A demon didn't go. And then Jesus came. When Jesus came on the scene, he asked, what is happening? And they told him the same thing. And then he dealt with the condition. When they had left, all the people had left with the wahala. The apostles came to Jesus and said, Master, why couldn't we solve this problem? And Jesus pointed them to something. It is a statement of contention, but it is true because it happens to us in everyday life. There are some things you don't solve with ordinary understanding. Jesus put it this way. This kind does not come out except through, you know, early manuscripts have said that fasting and prayer, or especially the fasting, was not there. It was just prayer. But the prayer in the original Greek was talking about this kind of results you don't receive until you have an open communication line with your father. Open communication line. And it's important for us to define this because that openness of a communication with God is not for those who are stout and well built. It is those who are sincere and faithful in their requests. It can even be made in fear that God knows that behind the fear, you still believe that is why you have come. God knows that behind the anxiety and ambiguity in your heart, you still believe and he looks at what responds and corresponds to his nature in you. Not what society and based on the information you have gathered is playing in your mind on. And this is the time God is calling the church to be true. That's why he said those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in what? Sincerity. You see, I may not have the exact words to tell you how much I feel and how much I believe in you, but my heart tells it all. He looks at the heart. He looks at the heart, my brothers and sisters. Listen, this season is not about strength teachings. It's about sincerity. Those who are sincere, those who are genuinely looking up to God, we are telling God that, look, I don't know how else to pray. Yeah, because right now as you go out, even those health workers praying the things in our hands and taking our temperature, you are not sure. You are not sure. Jesus was simply communicating that understand this, my brothers, that there is, oh Jesus, there is a realm where things happen. And interestingly, did you notice he didn't even talk about faith? He said this kind the kind of overcoming problems 
that looks bigger than your understanding, than your environment, than your nation, and than the globe. It doesn't come by just come out and faith. It comes by those who have an open, sincere relationship with God. It's a season to be open. Brothers and sisters, everything is failing. If you have not observed Somebody was making a very funny statement yesterday. Is that even the hospital where we would have gone to hide? If you are not careful, you go there and you are coming home with you. It is not saying that we should doubt the systems in place. It is simply telling you that there is something bigger we should all be turning our hearts to. Beloved, this morning, I just want to encourage you. Let your heart be tuned to God. When the heart is tuned to God, that is when David said, for thou hearest the meditations of my heart. It is only your heart that is saying it and God knows that is where he sees most. You know, sometimes we can be all noisy and all over the place. But it is what is in your heart. That God is looking at you. That's why it's important that this season, you don't have to give fear space in your heart. Don't give fear. Just be sincere. Just believe God. Just come to that place of uncertainty without knowing. You don't want to know. And I'm making a statement with what I, where I'm going from. So, you can understand the Hebrew boys, when they, arrest, they were arrested for not bowing down to the image. The king said, if you don't bow, we will kill you. They said, oh king, and you see, they praised him again. They said, oh king, live forever. But we want you to put on record, even if our God does not deliver us, this is not the time to be technical. This is not the time to play all macho in your faith. You must come to that place. That Jesus talked about the faith of a child. The attitude of a child. Children, they don't care how their parents make their money. All they know is that they will go to school. Their fees will be paid. They will come home and have food to eat. They will have clothes to wear. They don't. They, in fact, their mind... That is where God is bringing the entire globe to. Come to that place where we will trust him. Knowing that by his power, he created the universe he planted a path where we call the earth a garden and brought us into it and right in this place um, all kinds of development all kinds of technology has come to us child of God hear this uh, we have not seen it all there is more but this more we can't get into it uh, with our sensitivities and our inquisitive nature we can only get into this more we can only get into what has not been seen yet what has not been revealed yet what 
God has not been experienced yet with the sincerity in our hearts saying that oh God I do not know how you are going to do this but I believe in you I do not know what you are going to do I don't know how you are going to solve it but my confidence is in you but my hope is in you child of God this morning God is calling us to a place which will look like it's for the weak but you see coming to God just as you are not having anything to hold on to is what empowers him to be God I see the entire globe being drawn to that place where we can't speak anyhow because we have a vaccine where we can't speak anyhow because we have PPEs where we can't speak anyhow because we have some support something is going on in the lab something is going on in the scientist research lab we have nothing oh all these years over 16 weeks over 6 weeks over 12 weeks over 16 weeks the world has nothing those ahead of technology have nothing those behind technology have nothing we all have nothing and I'm telling you we are standing on the threshold of telling God that we have come to the end of our knowledge we have come to the end of what we know now we look to you that is all Jehovah is looking for in this season in this local assembly in wherever you find yourself it is just a time to tell yourself God I look to you in my going in and my coming out I look to you whatever I desire to do I look to you and be sincere about it don't worry about the technicalities because it may not work it may even confuse you let him just know that you are sincere from the depths of your heart and he will see you through They said, oh king, oh king, even if our God does not, they were telling him that, look, this is not the time to tell you and brag about a God. Our mind is made up on who he is. (laughs) Our minds are made up. Then he said, Push them into the fairy finals. The Bible says it was heated three times over. To the extent that those who even went to create it were consumed. Listen, those who believe that somebody has created this virus, listen to me. They will be consumed by it if it is true. That's why I don't even need to bother my head. See, when I look at these stories that happen in Bibles, I mean, I wear a lens of not just seeing what perpetrators did, but the lens that sees or saw or is seeing what God can do. Don't worry yourself with what is going on. I said, don't worry too. I'm not saying don't be careless. Be measured. In your disposition. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm sensing a strong healing anointing in this place. I'm going to minister to people. I see four or five names coming up. Gifty. I see Dr. Gifty. Paulson, I see your name. Oh, Jesus. Not natural. I see your name. I'm going to pray for them right now. God is showing me some interesting things. Glory to God. I see. Oh, Jesus. They said, oh king, live forever. Pardon me, I have not opened any single scripture. 
It's because this morning I came to encourage you. It, see, there is a place where we will apply all the techniques, where we will apply all the principles, but there is also a place where we stand before him just as we are and we see his glory. The world has come to that place. Three days ago or so, I was having a chat with Pastor Abner and I was asking her very sensitive questions. I said, look, you are a health worker. Tell me the truth. And it is scary. Started explaining the concept of the face marks and all that. And I said, you woo. <laughs> and then she made a profound statement. She said, Papa, what we are dealing with, if we want to follow through the protocol, no nation of the world can buy the original marks. You can buy some today. But if you want to follow the protocols of how those marks are used, after today you must throw it away. Tomorrow buy another one. <laughs> buy another one. Where is the money going to? By the time Corona is now saying, okay, I am now in your homes permanently. Manage me. We don't we even have the money to manage Corona. Novel Coronavirus also known as AKA COVID-19. <laughs> Some of you, when you start coughing, you start feeling small heat, you no know, pressure in your body. Am I getting it from where? <laughs> you know, psychologically, the medical people will tell you that your mind can play games. Your mind can tell you you are sick. Ah, is it because I sat in that car? Is it because my friend? Chill. Let's grow our confidence in God in this season. Look. One time, my, my son asked me for some things. He wrote a long list. And he came to my room, talking, talking, talking. He dropped. I looked at him. I wanted to fire some missiles. Why do you, what do you think I'm going to have all this money for? But the thing just hits me. Bang. You've been taking care of him ever since he was born. What makes you think he doubts what you can do and cannot do? Then the Holy Spirit drew my attention. This is how God wants us to relate with him. Just be free. Oh boy, it's good. If you have some revelations, walk with it. If you don't have, walk in the simplicity of it. Because sometimes those principles are rather delayed things. So those who heated the fire furnace, consumed, then they pushed, they managed to push these three boys. Remember the statement they made before they entered. So they were not dancing and praising. Bible says they pushed them into it. And after a while, the perpetrator of that evil said, let's go for an inspection. And when they looked at it, I believe that they could see them from a distance. He looked at it and he said, "Ah, did we not put three people in there? What shocks me is his description of the fourth personality. He said, that looks like a fourth man who looks like the son of God. 
Why did he know there is a son of God? Church, the world has ridiculed us for long. The world has made fun of us for long. It's time to strip ourselves of all the technicalities and just look up to God in sincerity and he will reveal his glory to all men. He will reveal his power to all men. Let's stop trying to reach out. Listen, church, we can't win the world using their information technology. We can't. We can't. This morning, this is all I came to do. Be sincere. Tell God, dear God, comma, I am getting very worried at what is going on, comma, but I know that you are God over all the earth. I don't know how you are going to solve it. But I know in you we move and live and have our being. Full stop. I worship you for answered prayer. Amen. And move on. That's it. Listen, this is not the time to complicate things for yourself. I remember in 2013, I traveled to South Africa with my late wife. And please, when I talk about MFA, I've moved on. Don't think that I'm stuck. I'm not. But these are experiences you can't take from me. They happened. They have informed my fate. And when we're going, she was so hopeful, hopeful that we're going to see a certain man of God and we were coming back and like we said, if you are, like people say, if you are a lady, you're married, and you don't have a child, and you are believing God to have children, go to the, uh, what do you call it, market, buy nappies, buy baby's coat, buy baby things. You will just walk in fear and die. Anxiety will kill you. So when we're going, she made us buy steel trucks and all that, trucks used and canvas. And I was excited. And when we got into, because of my friendship with some mighty men in South Africa, they had connected us. So after all our medics, we went there. And the man of God said, no, I can't even receive you in a service. Let me give you private attention. And we were excited. I'm telling you. Then we sat down. And the man of God came in. And ah. Uh, Prophet Labi, God bless you. Also. Oh, madam, God bless you. Jesus is Lord. Everything will be answered. Then my heart started rejoicing. Because we see this man doing things on TV. What magic. People castigated his pool and said all that. Sometimes, you know, the, the problem with the church is ignorance. We talk about things we don't know. And then they said, I thought that this man was a prophet and knows why we were there. He sat down and said, you are welcome. What brings you here? Then my heart began to melt. I said, ah, but we have sent information across. And that's the thing, when a prophet asks you, what is your problem? doesn't mean that he is going to. So I narrated the whole thing. Told him what we've been battling from 2012. His head was down, 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 down. The man just lifted his head up and I saw tears. 
I won't lie to you. Then I saw that my late wife's face changed. Then he said, you know what, Prophet Lad? In fact, what I am dealing with is bigger than what you have. Do you see me as I walk here? I walk by faith. I drive. Just believe. He said, sometimes there is a traffic light I have seen. It's red. But the signal from my brain through to my legs to step on the brake, I take off, it's gone. So he was having a series of accidents. He would run into people's cars. Sometimes if he sees that the car ahead of him is too plush, he will run into the traffic light. They will charge him. He will pay. And he said, but I will pray for you. How can a prayer from such a man heal you? That night, we cried. But I'm a man, so I stopped early. And in the midst of the tears, I remember I called Pastor Andrew and I said, please talk to your sister. Talk to her. I called Pastor Doris, Pastor Abner. I said, talk to her. Oh, my casa, my bread. But you know the lesson I learned? <laughs> the lesson I learned is that if you can leave things for God to solve, he knows how best to go about it. Let people's testimony inspire you. Let people's revelations encourage you. But never apply what has worked for people on yourself. Don't do that. David taught us a lesson when he was allowed to now clear it to go and fight Goliath. They gave him Saul's armor. He said, look, I have not fought with this before. Don't be afraid. It may look like your, your, your faith is too simple. How can you say I'm just believing God? That might be the weapon that will bring you the results. Go with it. Saul was having an armor because he was raised as a king first. And every king was a warrior. Oh, David, did you kill the Goliath, uh, the bear and the lion with an armor? Now I'm, at, I'm ending on this. All of us here, we have won some victories. And it wasn't because we were walking in the biggest revelation. It was the simplicity of heart. It's time to go back to what works for us. Go back to what works for us. That time you need to, you only were only worshipping. Some of us, our strength is only in worship. You hide in your room and sing and sing and sing and sing. By the time you are stepping out, it's as if God has told you the whole world is under your feet. You walk with your chest boldly out uh, and you are looking at everything and you are smiling. Now you read some book that says faith is a substance of and so the thing becomes mechanical. Who told you it's a mechanical God? The lesson I learned is that faith is just believing God that he will come through for you in his time. Full stop. Until he comes through, you won't die. You will not be disappointed. You will not be put to shame. This morning, I just came to encourage you. I've told my family, let's stop listening and following these figures. These figures, they will scare you. You are about to have hypertension and die. And unfortunately, some of my colleagues, men of God, are also not helping. 
I'll say it. Put me on the line. Fry me. Truth is one. It's not the time to be preaching fear. All kinds of things. And this morning, I'm looking into the camera to tell all those who think I will make it to heaven. Watch out. Watch out and expect me. Be careful you don't even become my servant there. Sometimes when I pick my Bible to preach, it's with great difficulty because by the grace of God, we know so much. But what's the point in teaching which will only generate fear? Did you realize the entire synoptic gospels, in fact, the entire gospel, because when you take John out before it's synoptic, when you add John, it is gospel. Jesus didn't share. He would not be preaching that. They would say, I see the devil coming. Never. Until John 14, when he was teaching about the Holy Ghost, and he would comfort us, he would teach us, he would reveal things to us. Then he said, ah, I even see Satan coming against me. It was more of demonstration, not a message being preached. To let you know that when the Holy Ghost dwells in you, you have foreknowledge. But oh boy, there are times, even past knowledge, you forget. I came to encourage you. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And so these boys who said, look, even if God does not, whatever will happen, let it happen. They saw the deliverance of God in a way they themselves could not imagine. God is coming through for you. This week, he will not only shield you and your family and your loved ones, he will draw you closer to his provisions for you. Whatever you require to live a fruitful life this week, God has already supplied. Don't be afraid. Don't stay in that room and be crying, God, this is not what you told me. Rather be saying, I thank you because I know that you are in charge. You don't always see a future. You don't always see tomorrow. Just see who he is. That is all that matters. That is all that matters. He is God all by himself. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This week, God will come through for you. God will make a way for you. And whilst I'm at this, I'm not saying be careless. If you have to go to public, the public, enter a crowd, enter the market, enter a supermarket, please. Pick your marks. Wear it. At least protect yourself. Amen. Follow all the social distancing rules. I have always said we need to be alive to experience every promise God has made to us. The Lord bless you.